but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. My name's Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host as always, Bobby Rockstar. Oh. I've used that one before though. Have we? I like yeah. it. Um, I mean, I think just that... reading shit, I'm reading The Rockstar. Yeah. I play Grand Theft Auto on my computer sometimes. Oh, the, see the first time I think I heard it as the uh, energy drink that I don't know if they make anymore. Why would I be drinking that? I'm a Red Bull guy. I'm drinking a Red Bull right now. I don't Brought know. to you by me drinking a Red Bull. You're a fast, you know, you're a fast dame. You go from... Anyway, going to our next guest, you know him, you love him, we only call him Swelly. Say hi, Swelly. Hello. You know, one day people will call me my real name, but I don't know what day that actually is going to be. I don't know what that name is either. No, they won't. Yeah. I can dream. You can try all you want, Chuck. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking today with our good friend Chuck here. Um, He's going to get so pissed if I keep doing that. (laughs) No, so me, Bobby, and Swelly are recording for the first time together again. Um, Swelly is obviously not on the show as much, but it's the first time I've seen Swelly in probably a year and a half, maybe. Six months. Six months. Okay, we had a bachelor party. Yeah, so we saw her at a bachelor party. The wedding. In the wedding. Oh, um, I forgot about the wedding because everybody dropped. Al and I was really drunk. It was a disastrous bachelor party for me and Cody. Oh, yeah. Me we, too. I broke a finger. Swelly broke a finger. I dislocated my shoulder, but that's just a Tuesday for me. I had an <laughs> asthma attack despite not having asthma. <laughs> what a day. Just just this real uh, display of... Um, Crossing swords in each past yunk. And then I later uh, passed or uh, separated my clavicle after that, and so I didn't have an excuse. Shoulder uh, boys. Yeah, everybody's got a fucked up shoulder here. That's great. Um, so I don't want to talk about our broken bodies the whole episode as much as that's fun. Um, I do want to talk about the pandemic. I don't know if any of you heard about this or talked about this yet with anybody. It's news to me. Well, we're going to be talking about the way that Swelly breaks his body. Yeah. So it is kind of an appropriate lead in. True. Uh, so if anybody knows Bobby and I, he and I are the kind of people who like to seek out crowds. So we made an analogy before the show. We're the guys more likely you're going to find on the boardwalk talking to people than mountain to get beach. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an inside cat. Yeah. I, I like the outside, but I don't necessarily like going to the, like sand. I hate sand. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I like working uh, a crowd over for money or just, you know, um, for pranks. I don't know. You know, you tell people fire and start running. It, it, it's what you have to do sometimes. But Swelly, our friend, um, even before the pandemic, 
you've lived a much different kind of vacation life, a much different kind of uh, hobby life than us, I'd say. Yeah, aggressively. Like when you say, oh, I like going to the boardwalk down the shore. It's like, I like going to the boardwalk, but I'm much happier just sitting on the beach in the sand with a book where nobody disturbs me for about eight hours. You yeah. can do that on a couch in air conditioning. Yeah, but it's better on the beach. Agree to disagree. <laughs> and we're not trying to just make a, a ham-fisted analogy about being introverted versus extroverted. The point we're going to make overall, though, is that when the pandemic hit, obviously we were all restricted. Traveling was cut off. Then uh, a lot of the hobbies that people do, like going to the gym. I mean, I know every single one of us in this room has uh, lied to people about how often we go to the gym, but have gone. Um, and, you know, you can't do that for a while. And there were some gyms that were open. There were some gyms that just stayed open no matter what people told them to do. Um, but, you know, a lot of those activities are taken away. So it was kind of interesting to us that, Swelly, how much would you really say you were impacted by the pandemic? Um... Uh, fundamentally <laughs> fundamentally um, not you know what piggy <laughs> uh, fundamentally not that much just due to the nature of what i do with my hobbies whether it's mountain biking or hiking is i'm usually pretty solitary doing it anyway with your so job the, too i mean even with you, my job i stayed going yeah. into your work the whole time admittedly a lot of people had big life changes with it even like living with my parents through most of the pandemic like they both started working from home full-time my brother was laid off for three months and i was like yeah, I'm just going to keep going to work like nothing has functionally changed for me, and nothing really changed in my life outside of I stopped going to bars, and that was it. But like, oh, I'm going to go mountain biking, and I would just go mountain biking because there was nobody that said, hey, you can't go outside. So there's a pandemic, and Swilly got healthier is what I'm hearing. I don't know how that how that works, but um, Bobby, how did our hobbies go? Um, well, let's see. My main thing that I do for fun is go to bars. For better or worse. Um, I, I tried to like, you know, because I couldn't go to the gym, I wasn't walking to work. Um, I wasn't really getting out, getting outside a lot. I I tried to pick up skateboarding. Uh, that went uh, okay. No, no, it went really poorly at first and then okay. And then I never got better. So I stopped. Um, well, no, it got cold and then I never picked it back up. Um, I don't know. Played more video games probably. But aside from, like, going out socially, I don't have that many hobbies. Like, writing sometimes, not as much anymore, and video games are, like, the, the main things that I do. Yeah, I, I think for me, obviously, video games is big. Um, I mean, my overall story is a tale of oldest time. The pandemic hit. I lost my mind. Was it related to the pandemic? Legally, I'm going to say yes. But um, I'm just... You know, I had this moment of, you know, I, I leaned into, you know, my Twitch, so I was playing a lot of video games, um, but there was even a, a kind of a distance thing for us where, like, you know, me and Bobby were recording podcasts, but it didn't feel right to record as often because time wasn't moving ahead. There, We could have talked about current events, but we're not a news podcast. Mental health for us was being stretched to its limits as is, so talking about it almost felt rot i felt like you know it, it would have just been gibberish after a while yeah it kind of would have been i mean it would have been appropriate like performance art for the pandemic but it would have sort of been the same things over and over again because we do talk about mental health um but a lot of times it is predicated by current events and at the time it seemed as though every single day was the same and there weren't really current events there was no sports um the politics was just like annoying bullshit 
Yeah, it was kind of in a holding pattern of just who's a Democratic nominee. It's not even the Republicans figured out. Yeah. People are just yelling at each other all the time. Bernie dropped out within the first month, so it was just... And, and even by then, it was decided. So like, yeah. it was just, all right, now we're waiting for the hell that is the <laughs> like, run-up to the election to start. Really just exhausting. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the day, I mean... Obviously, Bobby and I had hobbies that are indoors. It's not like we had nothing to do, but, you know, we felt probably a a little bit more cut off uh, from the natural world that we know, while, you know, Swelly actually lives in a more natural world when he does his hobbies, so that's not gone. Um, But, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean um, he wasn't restricted at all. So, like, uh, Bobby, I know you and I have had, um, like, a lot of moments where... uh, we talked about things we wanted to do and never did them. But, um, you know, Swelly, is there anything that you wanted to do or were, like, basically told you couldn't do during this uh, COVID time? Like, something you were, like, thinking about, but you're just like, I don't even want to figure out the logistics of it? I mean, for me, like, last year my vacations were supposed to be, I was going to fly out to Utah and spend a week camping throughout Zion National Park. But obviously I'm not getting on a plane during a pandemic, even if it was technically fine. So I had to can that. Yeah. Um, so and you're even admitting that, that you're a Zionist? No, it's, I think it's like the national park that I was can't. named after Zion when he was drafted. Yeah, I can't believe you've done this. Oh, I, I didn't know that they did that. I felt yeah, like they would see him as a natural lot rival. Well, did you see him dunking in high school? Yeah, I mean, God, it's majesty. It like so a, they have to name a park after him. I mean, it's more what he did in high school than what he's doing in the NBA. They just wanted to say, like... So his high school, school mi- mixtape cut across racial lines and they're like... We're still going to name this after him, even though. Yeah. You know. Yes. And there's a geezer there, maybe? I don't know. I've never been. Nor as Swelly. You had to cancel Swelly. Yeah, you had to cancel it. But, and even then, too, from a mountain biking perspective, with me progressing as a rider and trying to do more and more dangerous things, was beginning the pandemic, I was like, I need to put that on the back shelf, because the risk of the injuries I'll get from learning the stuff I was actively seeking to learn was kind of one of those, like, oh, you're going to be hospitalized for this don't get hospitalized during a pandemic when they need those beds for people that have real issues instead of just some idiot that went flying off his bike and broke like five bones. I, I like how you're like, I can break my back. That's not a real issue right now, though. No, that's a real issue. It's just you understood it's, that yeah. that's not... It's more that it's avoidable. Yeah, and you understand, though, also it's not great to be in a hospital during a pandemic either because that's usually where the pandemic people go and you were told to avoid those. Yeah, so it was just sort of like my progression took a backseat for a while. And then it was like, all right, I'll just ride road and do lots of hiking instead, which was nice, but it didn't scratch that itch of danger, adrenaline, general stupidity that my brain needs at all times. Yeah, so I I, I mean, I think that's kind of something that we all felt. And I think, you know, Bobby, would you say that's similar for you in the rhythm of like the weekends? You know, like that's the time you would go out to bars. I know you would, we would always do things, you know, on the weekdays, but... Did you feel like there was a specific rhythm to it that I got thrown off because it was like that weekend activity for you? Yes and no. Um, a group of people would like Zoom, like hang out in Zoom and like drink all the time. Zuma, 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 Zoom. Sorry, I have to do that legally. <laughs> Fair enough. A lot of legal issues today. Is that a sponsorship or a punishment? No, that show hasn't existed for probably a decade. Um, punishment, probably. All right, so I'm just bound by this monkey paw. Don't ask me. To so we we it. we did have um, you know a faux 
faux social, social, whatever. Like we had a, a replacement sort of, but obviously it's not the same to be sitting in your bed and hanging out with people as opposed to like being at a bar and there's music and, it, you know, just the, you can feel the energy in a way that that just um, couldn't make up for. And so while that was a, a good substitute and like I probably would have lost my fucking mind if I didn't have that because um, I this is funny about me. Um, I told my girlfriend once that I used to think I was an introvert. And she was like, how could you have possibly thought that? And I was <laughs> like, I was like, I just, it just turns out that I like don't really have charisma and I'm not good at talking to people. It's not that I don't like doing it. It's just that I was bad at it. So I assumed that I was an introvert. And then I read all the articles that were like, if you're an introvert, guess what? You're a super genius and well, everyone wants to fuck you. And well, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's so me. I must be an introvert. Well, Bobby, considering the fact that I thought it was ugly and did a whole open mic about it and got roasted for it, and then the first thing you said to me was how handsome I was, which was, I also thought was a joke. I literally, I've told this story multiple times. I literally thought Bobby was fucking with me. Like, I met this dude, and he goes, wow, you're so handsome, which, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, though. That is very jarring for someone to just be like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. See, the thing is that I'm just so used to, like, every one that you meet from twitter being like me where it's like oh you're like 15 pounds heavier and like getting you know you're 15 (laughs) pounds heavier than i thought you were gonna be and you're like you know half a point on a one to ten scale less good looking (laughs) i thought you were gonna be when you see someone that is like not that you're just like oh shit yeah so i'm in a relationship right now so nobody apply for this position i don't want it but everybody know i'm super hot as told by bobby that's true yeah, I need this for my ego. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think they're. But what you're saying though about as the siren goes off in the background for my hotness, um, you know, this disconnect between like kind of you said focial, which I almost yelled at you about, but then I realized it's probably a word I haven't heard because I'm disconnected, or you just coined something, and it'll probably take off and make our podcast more famous than anything I've said. Um, I think but, it's something that you would like see in a. BuzzFeed article. It felt natural. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is so annoying. It felt natural. It feels right while I yeah. hear everything about it. Well, I yeah, because it's not as good. <laughs> you do realize this episode is now going to be called The Focial Network. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, <laughs> I think sure. I earned that. What a rock. Kidding, it has nothing to do with it. Um, but I, I do think the disconnect thing you're talking about, though, is like, you know, you want that, you know, energized feeling. Um, I had this huge issue with even streaming and work because... It wasn't that I felt like I was doing a lot. It's just that I would do I would do my job in one spot, and then I would take a small break, and then I'd go back to the same spot to stream, and then I'd go sit on the couch that is in the exact same room. Now, obviously, this is in my new apartment where I have a lot more space, and that won't ever happen again. And it's part of the reason I got this place. Um, so that's a one way the pandemic has even steered my life, is I completely was like, I need to get a new fucking apartment where I have an office. Um, there's something weird about your number one hobby and your job being an exact square footage of like two feet. I think that was probably my biggest saving grace of the pandemic was that working from home wasn't an option for me because I know offhand I would have absolutely lost my goddamn mind if I had to work from home. Yeah, I was going to ask that. So you even given the option, you wouldn't have liked to do it at no, all. No, I would have just kept your routine and. Yeah, I got to be out of the house where your parents and brother were. All the and time. even not so much them. It was 
just even like growing up through school, I knew the instant I was not in a situation where I'm not in school, like in high school, if I wasn't actively in school, I'm not doing schoolwork. College, if I wasn't in class or in the library, work wasn't happening. So in my mind, I'm like, if I'm at my own home trying to do my job, it's not, I'm not going to get anything done. I'm just going to sit around and dick around all day and get fired. Yeah. So me being at work, even though I dicked around a lot this summer because my employer got hit with a very large hack and shut our systems completely down for the better part of three Let's months. Let's talk about that. No. Um, and so, like, I didn't actually do any work for three months, but I was still separate from work and home. And that, to me, with how my brain's wired, that's a necessity. Yeah. Like, um, I cannot, they cannot be the same place. Sorry to interrupt. I'm, like, itching to get back to the office. Was, we were supposed to be able to go back yesterday, and the, like, negotiations for the sublease or whatever fell through. I'm like, dude, just let me go fucking back in. I'm gonna... <laughs> I, like, am going stir-crazy just sitting at the desk in my bedroom. Like, even if I am getting my work done, which I usually am, like, that would be so much... I know I would be so much better in the office. I would like the option to not have to do it every day, but I just, like, am crawling up the walls itching to get back in and what you said about you know not being in class or at work and you're not in work mode anymore I did try like in my short-lived therapy before I was cured the guy told me you know do the do the thing where you make your bed every day and it gets you into work mode like and there were articles that were annoying that were like don't wear sweatpants when you're working from home but i I'm not going to lie, as annoying as that was, I saw the value in doing something that you wouldn't normally do, like putting on jeans or slacks or whatever, so that you're like, now I'm in work mode, and when I get what I need to get done done, I can put my sweatpants back on, and that's a little reward. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and recommend a therapist for that. That's weird <laughs> shit, man. That's what they said when I was in therapy. Yeah, I know, but I got get a different therapist. Jesus. Anyway, no, I I should do things like that. I I, I admit I'm I've been the worst at uh like attire and stuff like that to get myself hyped up. But um, I don't. I found some peace in working from home where I used to have a lot more anxiety, but I still feel that sometimes. So my employers, you know, I'm lucky enough they're gonna offer us the option, and it sounds like hybrid is an option. So I'm going to go in a few days because I do need that. I like the idea that, you know, I have all the resources, like a printer and stuff like that in case I need it. Like, I could walk over someone's desk if they happen to be there. Um, but then at the same time, you know, it's there are certain days where I literally need to sleep, like, until the minute I before I start working because I'm just so tired. I don't want to deal with commute. I don't want to deal with get dressed nice. And they're doing a thing now where um, it, we're even dressing for our day. And it just feels so silly to me that we still have to even, like, say stuff like that like oh you're not gonna see any clients at all you're not gonna see any of your co-workers at all but man you better be wearing a certain thing and i know a lot of companies haven't done that people have been wearing sweatpants you know because they can't see your pants but i know companies that say you still need a collared shirt when you're on camera i think for a certain meetings absolutely that should happen regardless of certain people but like every meeting that person has had a collared shirt because that's the job they have and it's not even, like, outward-facing. That would drive me insane. Yeah. Like I said, I see the merit in it, but requiring it, I think, is stupid. Swelly, I was wondering, you said um, that you switched to, like, road riding. And I know that up until recently, if they've even done it yet, um, MLK Drive in Philadelphia was closed down. And it was, like, 
no cars so you could ride your bike or skate or whatever over there. Like, are there other ways in which you felt like the pandemic sort of made your hobbies better? Like, were the trails less crowded? Um, were there other streets like that? Not explicitly. What it really did for the cycling community as a whole is it kind of grew our numbers gigantically. To the point now that we're married from being an advocate standpoint for cyclists in cities, suburbs, anywhere, there's more of them now. And a lot of these people that, like, right now in the bike industry, I'm in the process of buying a new bike. And, like, I might buy it this week, but I very well might not actually have my hands on this thing until August. And it's, there's such a shortage in parts because of the boom. But what it's kind of led to now is we have this huge number of advocates. So with, like, MLK Drive being closed. Bob, you remind me to edit all of this out. They, um, <laughs> there's been a big push now to keep it closed to traffic permanently and just leave it just for the cyclists. Because, edit all of this out. <laughs> and, I mean, it's going back to the cars in August or September, I think. They're repaving it right now. But it's just been, like, for anyone who wants to get out and ride, like... You bought a bike for the first time in your life. You're learning to ride a bike. That's been a gift because now you don't have to worry about getting hit by a car. So it's been nice to see people out doing it, even if the trails are more crowded and, like, especially peak pandemic when transmission rates were insane. Like, I was riding with a mask covering everything. And, like, I'm quick, so I'm swerving in and out of people. But even then, it's like I have the mask covering me, even though I can barely breathe. It's 90 degrees and humid as all get out, but... Yeah, but what you were saying about... You know, more places being close to bikes and what I started out getting at remind me of something else that I think we all as city dwellers now benefited from and that I hope we get to keep benefiting from, which was like when they would close down 18th Street or when they closed down the area around like Elvez and close it all to cars. And then just making the city more walkable was amazing. Yeah. And I, I like I want... I'm at the point where I'm becoming an extremist, like no cars in the city. I like I, you should just have to walk or take public everywhere because it makes the city so much better and gives you makes you feel like so much more of a resident of like a infinitely, metropolis, infinitely safer too. For even if you're just walking. Yeah, I would love to give the contrarian joke here, but I can't because I actually love it so much, <laughs> and I think Philly done it well. Um, I know Baltimore when we were there for the wedding, they needed to do a little bit better job of starting traffic and stuff, but they closed down Fells Point, which is very like big for them, and it seemed to be kind of you know a real boom for the economy and stuff. Just based on the eye test, I hadn't seen that. You know, I, it was obviously closer to when restrictions were just lifted in Maryland, but you know you believe those businesses were actually like going back to the numbers they had before because people wanted to come out. I was still scared about COVID because I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing? But, you know, <laughs> teach its own. Um, but, you and, know. and it does suck to be driving when that's happening and not being able to get Yeah, it. Yeah, also, but, but that like, I'm able to take a step back and be like, okay, fuck me. I would, if yeah. I was walking, I'd be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Get but, the fuck out of it. But there was, there was something just about the Baltimore one that were just like, the, it wasn't, there's not a clean circle or a square that it was working. Whereas Philly, just go another block, like calm down. Like, you know, they close off 13th for like two blocks for the restaurants. It made, you know, a little haven for people to just go somewhere and feel normal. So that was something I loved. And then, you know, even going back to Swally's point with the bikes and stuff, I'm glad people embraced it. But, like, even for me, I, I kind of got um, paralyzed by fear with the biking because I was like, am I going to, you know, assume that I'm not going to catch it because I got all the gear on, but, you know, I might swerve too close to somebody who has it or, you know, transmit it to somebody 
and even after I had COVID, I was still too afraid. Oh, that cat just made a fucking leap. Um, even after I had COVID, I was probably strip club. yeah, <laughs> I was probably safe, but you know, I just I was too afraid of just like everything. I was like, I don't want to, you know, maybe even just bite too hard, and I can't breathe through my mask, and people see me just like we were at the fucking uh, you know sword thing, you know, having an asthma attack despite not having asthma. Uh, just dying. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I was just like, I, I don't have the mental capacity to bike, which is something you need such a low mental capacity for. Yeah. And we do know that now that a lot of the fears about, you know, transmitting it to someone while you're riding a bike were pretty much completely oh, yeah, unfounded. Back in July, but I yeah, did I mean, not know that at all. I probably was, was also looking for excuses to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> or take but, my bike down because it was hanging from a little bit. But like hindsight's not twenty twenty on that to me. Like yeah. it's better to be more conservative until you know. Than to be like, it turns out I was right. Yeah. When it could. But Swelly can was right. I mean, I was still. I mean, a minimum. <laughs> I had the. Keep slipping oh. into Kermit voice. <laughs> um. No. But even then, it was like I. Even if I wasn't wearing a mask, I always had like gator on or something, so I'd pull it up if I saw people coming. And yeah. at that point, that was probably August, September, October. I started just doing that. I was like, you know what? I'm not wearing the goddamn mask the entire time because I'm alone. Like. There's nobody near me, and if someone's near me, I'll just go cover it real quick, zoom past them at 20 miles an hour, and bang, I'm fine. But it was just annoying. But I also kind of... My voice just does it naturally. Fuck you, Bobby. <laughs> I also kind of Bobby's assumed I had caught time. COVID at multiple points last year just because I was working in person. So, like, in my brain, I was like, you know, you probably got COVID already. You just didn't have any symptoms, so you're kind of just... I'm already high risk anyway, so at this point, what bloody difference does it make for me? I could still be cautious. I'm still not going out and getting reckless and doing dumb things the entire time, but I would just be more loose than most people I knew because of it. Yeah, that's a terrible stance. That's what my 90-year-old psych said. What the fuck, dude? The dude, dude. 90, he said, I probably had it. I don't really care. I was like, I, it wasn't the assumption I had. It was just more like, all right, I'm already high risk, so what's either. more just <laughs> adding more high risk into it? Because I don't think you understand how risk assessment works. I do. No, I, I get it. No, I, I completely go. Brain saying, needs though. to make brain needs wheels go burr to be happy. So no, I, I think to your point though, Swelly, like you had a job though where they called you essential enough, you had to be there. It it kind of doesn't even touch what you were doing day to day for you to zoom past people on a bike. And we do know now it's safer. And I know you would have taken every single precaution, and you did so. Yeah. It's not even you I was worried about. It was a lot of the other people who, you know, what we learned a lot through mass for, for the beginning, at least, was that it doesn't protect you at all. It only protects the person who's going to be receiving your breath. And it's like, shit, so you mean I can do everything right and some asshole who hates me for doing everything right is the one that's going to kill me? Cool. Yep. Like, um, but I think, you know, after a while, we all uh, saw a little bit of some loosenings and then obviously... They had to do another restriction because they weren't handling the waves well. But I was thinking specifically there was a point where everybody started traveling again a little bit. And a very popular destination for us, I mean, I, I think quite a few of us had all gone there, was, um, you know, up to the Poconos. And it was kind of more of a nature vacation for, uh, you know, me and Bobby, because Bobby loves L.A. Um, <laughs> and, you know, me, I love to get a deep dish in New York City. 
Um, but we had to, you know, look for different alternatives, be a little bit more safer, a little bit more distance. And I loved it, but that was kind of the nature vacation that you would take swelly. So did you see anything from there that like kept you from doing stuff like that or did it help you out? Um, if anything, it just made it fucking harder because I went to go book campsites and every goddamn campground in the state of Pennsylvania was booked. Because that was the only thing you could do then where you weren't like afraid of people thinking you were an asshole. Yeah, it's like, all right, I just want to go camping this weekend. So I go look up and every single campsite in the state of Pennsylvania was booked. And at that point, because we had a PA address, I still wasn't allowed to camp in Jersey. So I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. It's either I drive six hours on a Friday to go camp for two nights or I just sit at my parents' house and be fucking miserable. You sound like a really bad camper. You need a site to start. Just most campers just set no, out that was, Yeah, that was before. Northern Star, baby. That was before I had all the backpacking stuff that even though I had to cancel that trip because of a fucking injury because I also have a shoulder injury. Tell us about your shoulder injury, Markel. Um, I was mountain biking real fast one day and my wheel kicked up and threw me off my bike and my right shoulder drove into the ground and the friend I was riding with said it sounded like a train wreck. Oof. And he just said your body dragged across the ground for about 20 feet. And it was just my shoulder pushing on the ground, and so there's just a bunch of stuff in there. It's all strained, and I can't really support weight on it yet. And that was a month and a half ago. Do you have an official diagnosis, or do you not go to a doctor? I went to a doctor, and I already forgot what it was, but it was like Rather the... nerve syndrome. No, it was not that. <laughs> it was whatever the... Um, across the top of your shoulder, that ligament. Scapula. Yeah, that whole thing was bruised to hell. So, it hurt, but nothing broke, so I don't really care. I supplicated my clavicle. Like, I have the Bobby just separates his whole fucking shoulder every once in a while. Yeah, I don't know. I heard it doing slip and slide in college. I got an x-ray, and then I could never make an uh, appointment <laughs> with the, <laughs> the orthopedist. I, I called him, like, three times and didn't get an answer. So, so Bobby, I don't know what the fuck it is. Bobby's shoulder is actually just, like, mended itself to fully fucked up now. Uh, that's just what it does. He's, he's evolved to a broken human. Yeah, I'm just used to it. <laughs> well, like, I guess the biggest difference with... Everyone else embracing the outdoors too the way I did was it just made it harder for me to go do it. But I'm glad to see people out doing it because it, I mean, from the advocacy standpoint, it brings more people out and like fighting to keep these lands public and keep them preserved because that's kind of, especially with the last administration, that was a real fucking problem was them keep talking about privatizing everything and selling it all off. It's like, well, that's great. We kind of need trees to live, bro. Yeah. And I, I think that's just like, it, it kind of plays on, I think, what a lot of uh, people had been, like, echoing for a while. So as soon as taxes come into it, it's just like, my taxes paid for that park. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean now we just get rid of it. It doesn't make many sense. Like, yeah. that's why we have these. And then people are like, well, I paid taxes, and that's why, uh, you know, we should get this. There was that one guy on Twitter who was like, I donated this land to the city, but I own it still. And he's like... I'm a good person, but I'm a genius. And we're like, you sound like an asshole because you really shouldn't have to be like, I tricked the city into taking this land that I own. You sound like I a- know I co-host a mental health podcast, but I definitely got suspended from Twitter for telling him to kill himself. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It was him. Like, but he, he should have. Uh, yeah. Uh, edit that out. Um, but then, like, that, that's how I get canceled later, Bobby. It's like, when we become oh, well. actually uh, popular, like, 300 uh, listeners per episode. Then... I mean, like, when I we did a little, would agree with me. like a big, a small group of us all quarantine ourselves for two weeks, then did a trip in the Poconos in the September. And it was like, you could tell the extreme difference between me as someone in the Poconos versus a lot of the rest of them. Cause like, they're just out drinking all bloody night. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to bed now. And it's like nine o'clock. And it was just where I spent the entirety of our Saturday, just sitting on the porch, sucking in nature 
drinking heavily, as one does. They were just, in, most of them were inside for the entire day. So we yeah. drank less. Talk shit, Swelly. But then we did, we went outside for a fire. But whatever. Yeah, talk Swelly shit, Bobby. Swelly was the king of the castle up there. He, he just got up early. Stop bringing my shit. What the fuck? <laughs> he just got up early and sat out on the deck in a robe listening to, like, fiddle music. It's like, man, this is him. Were you listening to some classic stomp and holler? Uh, it was more good Kentucky bluegrass. Good Kentucky of, bluegrass. That kind of playlist like, on Spotify. I can send you like 300 playlists. Why would... That defeats Listen, the purpose of a playlist. Yeah, but I have 300 playlists. Why don't you just send me discographies of full artists? Well, I can make these playlists. I found them all, and they're delightful. Like, one's my reading music, and it's just bluegrass, and it's just instrumental bluegrass, and it rules. I picked up reading for a little bit, and now my Spotify end of year is going to be like all Clams Casino and the <laughs> Daft Punk, uh, the Daft Punk's uh, Tron. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Soundtrack. Because I just on... listened to that over and over again while I read because there's no words. You, got, you have to put it on uh, private mode so it doesn't screw with your algorithms. Yeah. Well, that's why I joked about the stop and holler thing. So I just like got obsessed with one song at the end of last year, and I didn't listen to like a, a wide range of music last year because again, the pandemic didn't make me too curious about anything. I wasn't like energetic about finding new music or anything. I didn't even listen to like three or four albums by my favorite artists. Um, and a lot of music. To. And uh, yeah, I just remember that like I got the Spotify end of the year, and it's like. You've, uh, you, what are your top categories? Is stomp and holler? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, no, to your point though, Swelly, you're like, you know, that was, that was though the first wave where a lot of people got a chance to, you know, as we all crack open the beers, the boys are back in town. Um, a, a chance for people to really even like come together in that range um, and do anything, whether that was, you know, more outdoorsy or just, an outdoor, yeah. out of your own mm-hmm. kind I mean, of city thing. Like I said, I even started to try skateboarding, which I think yeah. a lot of people probably did, you know, if not that, then something like that based on the way the numbers swelled, no pun intended. How dare you? Did um, anybody here make bread? No, God. I didn't try. I'm so glad that I didn't. I did start, wait, when did I, I start? baked. Like, I made cheesecakes and, like, have, like, now I have a bunch of, like, signature recipes I can cook with cooking tools that are only at my parents' house that I don't own, so that's fun. Um, we started making soup and mulled wine in the Instant Pot. Ooh, alright. I learned to mind my own fucking business when it comes to cooking, because I'm not very good at it. Hey, everybody learns. Fair enough. Just everybody else in my family got those jeans, just like everybody else in my family got those six-foot-plus jeans. <laughs> Cody Ryan and inheriting that. the bullshit. Imagine not being six feet tall. It absolutely could not be me. Hey, Swelly, uh, what hair color you got there? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry brown. My cousin Kathleen says. <laughs> Any hooser. Um, but, Swelly, after that kind of, you know, living through those waves, though, uh, you know, as more restrictions came back down, I remember, you know, the wedding that we were supposed to be in, that was supposed to be... 100 people and 50 people and 35 people and then it's you know who can come in the party plus some of the family there's like 20 of us totally yeah and i mean we definitely were safe and had probably you know one of the best weddings i've ever that was so much fun you know only 20 people um but that was definitely another shift and i'm kind of curious like did you see anything in that period that really shift for you um no not at all at that point for us 
the outdoorsy types, they had kind of figured out outdoor transmission was low and pretty low. So for at least my segment of humans, we generally, it was just keep our distance and keep doing what you're doing. After that, you're fine. Yeah, and I can imagine that's probably around when a lot of people said, oh, I love the outdoors in the summer and spring. And then when the winter hit, probably they fucked off. Or did you notice a high number of people that discovered they loved the winter and were um, more willing to be out there? It was definitely like out riding in the dead of winter. It was more people than I would have expected, but it was still quiet. But then, like, I finally bought a snowboard this year and, like, went out snowboarding multiple times. But in the resorts were mobbed. Like, they were insanely yeah. busy. <laughs> it's yeah. like, went up the Blue Mountain. It's like, all right, you know, we're running at half capacity. I'm like, sure as hell don't look like half capacity to me. Well, but yeah. everybody, everybody had a mask on, so it was kind of like, all right, and like I'm snowboarding, I'm distant, I'm up by myself, I'm not really near anybody anyway, so it's fine. Well, I hope they got a PPP loan because people sure love them. Um, you guys are talking about a the wedding that you went to. Um, we bowed out just because we weren't comfortable um, doing stuff with people that close yet in any kind of numbers. But I've DJed a couple weddings since April, I guess, something like that. I haven't done anything until this coming Saturday since restrictions have really lifted throughout the city or state, but it was doing weddings was very funny for a little bit because it was like an MBA um, bench, whereas like the staff will tell you, you have to, we have to wear masks. Yeah. Everyone's supposed to wear masks. None of them are going to. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're like, when they come up, can you please just wear a mask? And it's like, okay. Um, but we know that masks only protect them and not us. And they're with everyone else. <laughs> so it's like not really going to make a difference. So it was like um, almost a mask version of the hygiene theater that places did where they would wrap a, a pen in a napkin and you use it once and put it in the dirty pile. Or like the Broncos had the spray. Oh, man. oh God. <laughs> they all the had to walk through. It. Yeah, it was like a... Uh, a metal detector, but it sprayed disinfectant on you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, one of the first teams to go positive test. Too, it's like, okay, uh, of course someone in Colorado came up with this idea. <laughs> Probably smoking a freaking devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that electric lettuce, baby! Um, but no, I... I if there was a shower, but it was like hand sanitizer. Ooh. I know, I, I think... Be goopy. I think the weddings I went to were kind of funny to me because... Um, I, I was late invite to my um, cousin's wedding as they were, you know, expand a little bit more. And uh, the wedding was in the Catholic church. So, uh, of course, there was only three of us wearing masks, two of them being me and my girlfriend. Um, and then we went to this, like, place, and it was really nice. It was all outdoors. Nobody was safe. And I was just, like, yelling at my dad. He's like, well, you don't need to uh, wear the mask if you're vaccinated. You know that, right? And I'm like, how many of them are vaccinated? And it's like, it was the first time I had to actually, like, think to myself, like, how much is my own family willing to lie to me? Um, I guess just the entire action of this party tells me, statistically, there's no way my dumb family is 100% vaccinated. It was definitely one of those moments. And then the next one I even went to, it was a little bit more believing that people were vaccinated, but it was also a little bit further along, and the restrictions were coming out anyway. But That's one yeah. thing I'll give my extended family credit for, was my one aunt has been very militant. If you want to meet, and not even so much, like, I have lots of cousins that are having kids now. My one aunt decided that if you want to meet any of these children, you need to be vaccinated. My cousin did that too. So it's, and all of my mom's side of the family, outside of the ones that live in Illinois, who we haven't heard from in a while, but every single person that lives in the cradle of Philadelphia, 
vaccinated. Yeah, and, and we it, had a, it rules because I can like see my family now. It's kind of cool because I like my mom's side of the family. We had a similar um, experience to Cody, kind of like with my family, but it was for a funeral. Um, but everyone in the church and at the um, cemetery wore their masks, and everyone was like, you know, every tenth person was the person that got everyone signed up for a vaccine because they would just sit at their computer and like refresh the Rite Aid website <laughs> until they got one. <laughs> All right, check off on to the next one. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, I had had my first dose um, the week before. Is had gotten her second the week before, but it wasn't two weeks out. Yeah. So we went to the reception and it was indoors and no one was wearing their masks. And honestly... This is hubris on my part because it's not like I'm in the best shape, so I'm like the most indestructible person for it. But I, I've always like kind of been of the attitude that like if I get it, it probably won't be a big deal, and I only don't want to get it because I don't want to give it to anyone else. Um, but it's a piece always, of shit behavior. Well, I, if I'm still doing what, <laughs> if I didn't call you a piece of shit on the podcast, somebody's gonna yell at us on Twitter. So I gotta throw it. He's right. No, no. they won't. <laughs> Um, Are you saying we don't have any well, engagement? Because let's get that going, everybody. Woo! Well, sorry. Where was I? So we go back to the, like, luncheon, and no one's wearing their masks. And I'm, like, I'm like partially vaccinated. Is is totally vaccinated, but not two weeks out. But, like, all the studies were saying after two weeks, after your first one, you're, like, 80, 85%, which is... Beyond anyone's wildest dreams when they were first trying to develop it, because they're shooting for like fifty five percent. And I failed as a boyfriend because it was like I'm freaking out, and I was like, "Listen, like you're, you're, you have both your vaccines. After you get the first one, two weeks later, you're like eighty eighty five percent. Like you're, you're good." But that was not helpful. That doesn't like part of. The issue of coming back from COVID is like coming back mentally and like not freaking out when you're in a crowd, which a lot of people are still like, I'm not quite ready to go eat inside a restaurant or go to a bar. And so like the facts of the matter were on my side, but I then didn't like act correctly because I didn't realize that she wouldn't be comforted by the facts because it's still like a freaky situation and what's true, the fact that there's not a slasher in my bedroom doesn't mean, or in my basement doesn't mean that I'm not going to run up the stairs sometimes after I turn the lights off, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's what we're talking about a lot of times in mental health. This is why people call you sensitive, why people get angry. It's making a binary decision a lot more gray. It's either you can be there or you can't. But the reality is we're all reacclimating to everything that we're now reopened to. And for some people, that's just relief. They just want to be there. It's, I mean, that's been a process for me looking at, like, for those who don't know, I live in the city now where I'm no longer the king of the suburbs. Instead, I got deposed. And it was a very, very tragic day when they took my crown from me. But it was, like, the first time... I fucked the crown. We all fucked the crown. But the first time in the city and, like, all right, I'm vaccinated. I'm going to go out with people. I was like, all right, this is kind of uncomfortable. I'm not really used to this. And, like, there's more people than I'm used to. And then... Two months later, I'm sitting at Urban Saloon during the Sixers game on a Friday night. It's absolutely packed, and I just don't care. I'm also 
12 beers deep and four Jager bombs in, so there's nothing left in my brain to begin with. But it's so, like some people are just never going to come back. We're it's, going, yeah. We're going to a wedding in August, and apparently the bride's mother has just been like course, zombie yeah. going through the motion because she did, she was like more, um, I don't want to say crazy about restrictions, but more stringent about restrictions than anyone else that I've even heard of. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And she still got it because her husband is a contractor. So he yeah. would have to be out. She still got it. I think like kind of bad. So she's like not even enjoying the run up to her daughter's wedding because there's going to be a big crowd of people there. And even though she's already had it and is vaccinated, she's just like terrified of it. And I, I don't know when she or people that are like that, if they'll ever come back, like, well, and at any moment, something bad can happen, but and the he, way that they rightly said, like, we don't know anything about this, so you got to stay away from everyone, I think changed the way that people assess risk. Well, I, I don't think it's about talking about people coming back because nobody's ever the same. This has changed all of us. We're all moving forward as different people, regardless if we wanted this or not. But the reality is, what was the percentage that a pandemic was going to hit our lifetime and do this to us? I mean, it was. What was I think the, pretty high. Was, I think it was borderline guaranteed. And it was guaranteed, but <laughs> we've already and, had like. I'm four. talking about like actually in like the you know vacuum of most lifetimes pandemics. They happen, you know, every like century. I think. Yeah, give it. I mean, we get yeah, the last. We, so you're right? you're actually likely to hit a pandemic, but then there were so many cataclysmic events of people either failing misunderstanding that we for the first time in history felt like we had everything to combat it why is everybody dying and you start to unravel the thread and there's so much illogical bullshit thrown in here on both sides i mean i even say you know i've been the the most like stay safe person but i do not trust the cdc they are a political organization oh yeah i do not trust them um, but at the end of the day, when you unwrap all that illogical, there is just such seeded mistrust now in everything. And the vaccine seeded mistrust in certain communities, I will never be able to understand because I'm a white male. I won't talk on that, but just the general anxiety of people, they just went through probably the most insane year and a half of their life. What would be more logical than the vaccine fucking you over to some people I, but it's not true and it's just the numbers don't say it but in their head they just they don't want to believe that because they don't want to get hurt again well, that's always been and, I mean, for me yeah. looking at it from a historical perspective from every other pandemic we've ever had like the 1917 spanish flu outbreak 50 million people were dead from that we yeah. lost worldwide we lost like 2 million max i think and it's kind of one of those science has gotten us to the point where now we're it's been a year, basically, since this thing hit our shores, and we have, at least in the U.S., we have three really good vaccines, which was simply unheard of even 10 years ago, that if we were able to develop something that quickly to fight this thing. I mean, it was unheard of until it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it, everything that we're talking about, though, is just new territory. So even though I completely believe that we're going to walk into weddings as fully vaccinated people and safe. And mother doesn't believe that because there was a day where people said, head west, you're going to find gold and open land. And then people started shooting the fuck out of each other. 
and that's what happened there. But then also good things happened too. There is actually some news. And then bad things. There is some news today that I am really curious to see how it unfolds. Um, well, there was like seven huge pieces of news that would have been the main news oh my on their NBA day. But one of them was that Chris Paul tested positive for COVID. And Chris Paul is, was supposedly vaccinated in February. So most likely, this is a false positive. Yeah. But if it's not, I'm very curious to see how... Someone that high profile getting that unlucky or he's like, you know, 99.9% can't get it. And he is the 0.01%. And at the same time as a bunch of baseball players coming out and saying, oh, it's private, which like just say, no, I didn't get it at this point. Like it's, it's, it's private means no, I didn't get it. And I don't want to get yelled at. I'm curious to see if that comes to pass, which again is unlikely, but we'll probably have more answers yeah. by next week. If if that happens and he gets that unlucky, I'm curious to see what it does to the way that people trust the vaccine. And well, best yeah. case scenario is false positive, but the reality is, even if he has it, it was never 99.9 percent. But the reality feels that way when you look at you know everything that's going on, and it would be a huge uh, pain in the ass considering we just talked about how we were shooting for what 55 percent. Yeah. Well, then you yeah. look at it from the all right. If he did get it. He's not going to come out of this as bad as, say, Jason Tatum did. Jason Tatum was still using the but, inhaler before every game because he still could not breathe. But That's but, true, but that doesn't... It's A lot of people are going to see it as... Oh, he got it. But he I work. think the, re, the real thing for me is that, yes, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, he still got it. My question, still anxiety. I mean, I'm not going to shoot away. It's just, my question is going to be, are the vaccines as effective as you think? Which one did he get? Why did he get it so early? Did he actually get it? You know, like all those questions. I'm not going to accuse Chris Paul of not getting it. I believe him completely that he did. But, you know, it's just I want to know those questions to say, hey, did they lie about the vaccine? I'm going to guess probably not. Occam's Razor is not telling me that. It's telling me more likely that he got a vaccine that wasn't effective enough to last or he literally is one of that 5% unlucky. Or they're going to find some other shit wrong with him too, unfortunately. It's going to make him more susceptible, but that could be explained too because that's that's one thing I've actually even learned about sports is sometimes when you look at things, they look like such obvious things on the face. And the, one of the basic examples, and I don't even like this guy, everybody knows it, but it's Chris Asperzini's. He gets drafted. Now, here's the reality. People say, well, Sam Hickey could have drafted. No one was going to draft Chris Stapps Porzingis if he worked out for them. You want to know why? Chris Stapps couldn't shoot more than, like, 53 pointers. He couldn't even get there. He started crying. He got drafted by the Knicks and starts crying because he could not shoot three pointers. They get him blood tested. They find out he's, like, got this rare blood disease where you take, like, one pill and you're fine. Becomes one of the best three-point shooters, one of the best young rookies. His career is now haunted by injuries. It's probably the same stuff that, you know, caused it. But it's like... And the rape accusation. But like, yeah. I mean, the rape accusation, everybody just shoved on the road. That doesn't show up in a medical. But Chris Paul is another person, though. He gets injured a lot. But he's been this, like, you know, player that's been in the league for years. He's, you know, almost 40. He's been sticking around. It's like, oh, well, you know, Chris Paul, he's the model of health. Well, I don't want to say it in a way that sounds so downtrodden. But it's like also, you know, Chris Bosh. Like, we thought... He was going to be here today. We thought he would probably be on the Lakers with LeBron right now. The way he played, yeah. Yeah. And people think that 
you're an athlete. There's no way that you could have caught this with the vaccine. It's just bullshit. People have underlying conditions we don't know about. People are unlucky. People have false positives, and that's what we're hoping for. Thanks. So he can play, and so that he's not hurt, and so that people don't have the loss. We don't care about... I mean, we're not Suns fans here. We care about the man. We care about the vaccine itself. I mean, we I care, care about, about the helping Suns. the people. I care about the Suns beating I do jazz. care about the Suns from like a, a perspective of, like, I'm an NBA fan in general, but well, I, need them I feel the bad for Chris Paul because <laughs> even if the Suns swept the Jazz somehow and Chris Paul came back to the finals, like, I would still feel bad for Chris Paul not being part of that. I mean, that's, of course, you know, last on my mind. I want yeah. him to be healthy, safe. Not give it to his family members that I'm sure he cares about a lot. When this came out of nowhere, he thought he was vaccine. You know, yeah. and, you know, then I want to know the answers of why he got it. Because if he did get it, there's probably questions about the vaccine that, you know, he was administered. But I don't think that's well, enough for me to say vaccines all general or I mean, they came out from I the onset. fucking polio. I mean, they came out from the onset saying, like, these things are, at best, yeah. 90% effective. And he got it in February. Like, who the fuck gave it to him in February? That's true. <laughs> yeah. It should still be effective so based on the studies no, that sure. starting in January. But yeah, I mean, there's a... And these are questions we're never going to know the answers to. Most likely. Until, or until we have the answers. There's some we might get answers to, but not all of them. Yeah, sure. and there could be something completely different. The um, Adam... Is it Adam McKay podcast that he does? Yeah. He was on... Well, he was promoting it on Chapo, and he was saying like... You know, the, the fact that these guys were, like, huge and had, like, super cardio, like, actually made them more susceptible to, yeah. um, like, cocaine overdose. Lead bias, number one in yeah. everybody's mind. But, I mean, that, they were susceptible to a lot of different injuries. And, I mean, there was a whole wave even in the NBA where they said, you know why these kids are getting injured so much? Phone screens. It's messing with their circadian rhythm so they can't sleep right. Yeah, there's a big article about that on that a couple of years ago. And everybody's like, there's no way. And it's like, that's enough. It you takes know, sense. these guys are putting their bodies on line. Chris Paul is probably more drained than he's ever been. He's got a shoulder injury. He was injected with something, I'm sure. If he gets COVID, I want to talk to that fucking doctor, too. And that was, I mean, a good perspective to look at with a professional athlete is from, like, say you like cars. A professional athlete is an F1 car. They're incredibly good at what they do, but all it takes is one single bolt to be wrong and the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Where, like, me, I'm basically a farm tractor where, for Christ's sake, you can beat the Christ out of me, I'm just going to keep on trucking. Like Rob Lowe in Parks and Rec. A single, yeah. single grain of sand can compromise the microchip. Yeah. But that, and that's all of it. And, and that's because there's so many people, though, that have had the vaccine for that long that are not catching it. And the people that do actually fall in the percentage range, generally, that people are expected to still catch it. But because one of them, it happens to be Chris Paul, a lot of us might be fucked now. Yeah. That's but a, not us, the children. That's the main <laughs> That's the main thing that I was thinking about. Like, yeah. The, the fact that he's famous, like, it's going to change the way people perceive um, the percentages. Because they're going to have an anecdote in their head that goes against what they're seeing. Yeah, but now a bunch of Fox News people have to act like they care about a black person, so that's different for them. We're going to see all that plays out, because it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Is, uh... Chris Paul, like, it's kind of anti-union, even though he's their leader of the year. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they'll find that uh, angle and use that. I just want to know how Cliff Paul's doing. Anybody? Anybody? It's a valid question. No, too soon. From the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have cable. I haven't seen any commercials in so long. I don't. See, yeah, but even on cable, what are you paying for? Premium Hulu? Uh, nothing. I just illegally stream sports. 
How are you watching Letterkenny? Uh, I get it for free through Spotify. Sure. Wait, it's commercial free through Spotify? <laughs> you just listen to it, the audio of it. No, it's all because whatever. No, I have the com- I have the commercial version. But You're my being... brain turns to jello when the commercials come on. I usually don't fucking lie to me though. I do other things when the commercials the... come on. Jackson, I'm getting free from Sprint, but it, you know, I guess T-Mobile now. But it's still you know commercial. Yeah, I'm saying you're getting free from Spotify. I also have Spotify, so I'd be upset. It's an old package they don't do anymore. But I've no, just been, I got it. I'm grandfathered I... in. I no, will I'm never supposed... ever ever give it up. <laughs> I'm supposed to have the Hulu thing too. I just never signed up. So I already had it. Anyway, this yeah. is not interesting for anybody. Okay. Cable um, package is so good. Yeah, but, yeah love this cable it? package. Yeah, that's cable package. I got wired for you right here. It's my button. my cable you package is like the front of. Uh, I forget the Rolling Stone album. I think. Never mind. <laughs> honestly, you know what I'm talking fiber about. optic sticky has, fingers. Fiber optic has to be the number one name for a butthole that no one's used. Fiber. Okay. You're yeah. shitting. All right. All right. Optic. It looks like an eyeball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's all I got. Okay. I see where you're going with this. I guess. It's kind of like a wire. As to the competition. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> all like considered. Anyway, um, hopefully you stopped listening to the podcast by now. Um, yeah, Christ. But listen to the first 53 minutes. Yeah, we went off the rails there. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so we like to do a little thing called plugs here. Uh, Swelly, you're our guest today. Would okay. you like to open plugs for us? Um, send me money because I keep breaking my bikes and it's getting expensive. Great. You gave them a lot of information to send you money, too. Yeah. Like, I mean... Just my, find them. The brand's consistent. You can find me. Do you want to tell the people your brand? You actually haven't said your Twitter at any point. I mean... They call you Swelly. They call me Swelly, but I am Chip Swelly of the internet. Many people have known me. You've seen me on TV before. I fell asleep on television while the Flyers were playing. So oh, yeah. you've seen me on TV. How could you not? But that was when they were, like, spicy and good during the bubble before they got ruined by the Islanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, uh, Bobby, what do you want to plug? Um, we'll see. I actually sent a writing pitch this week for the first time in, like, I don't know how long, but it hasn't got picked up yet. So maybe Unsolicited <laughs> to someone, or? Yeah. Okay. Unsolicited pitch picks. So uh, cross your fingers that that gets picked up and I can get paid for it. Um, and <laughs> so if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see it. Okay, no good. Uh, I will pitch my uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash CodeRan. I have a beautiful new uh, logo that I'll show you on the Twitch because I can't show you through podcasts because it's real cool. Works. It's very cool. Um, and I don't know if there's anything else special going on, but Neurotica is obviously uh, back in person for once. I don't know if we're going to stay uh, every episode live, live, but you know we're uh, we're here for you guys, and we want to. We want to hear from you. We want the stories. We want the deets. And we're also going to keep harassing celebrities. Harass celebrities with us. Normalize harassing celebrities that go on Neurotica. We're going to have Chrissy Teigen on and do a dramatic reading Jeez. of her oh, no. <laughs> medium apology. So who would we bother so far? Chris Gathard, Hoodie Allen. Huh? Just bothered someone else from real random recently. Howard Beck. Did you bother? I bothered Howard Beck recently. Did you bother Liv Simmons recently? Was that? Liv Simmons going Neurotica. Well, did I hallucinate that? She said she was going to, and then she found out that I was one of the hosts. That's not (laughs) actually how that went down. She was just never following through. Uh, 